This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Pod save the queen! Welcome back to Pod Save the Queen, the Daily Mirror's royal podcast. We're recording in a very snowy London today, so I hope you're warm and cosy wherever you are while you're listening to us. Or if you're listening on the platform, waiting for a train, then uh, keep warm and hopefully we will entertain you on the way. I've got with us once again, Victoria Murphy, Daily Mirror royal correspondent and Amber Grafland, fashion director. Hi. Hello. Welcome back, ladies. And yesterday was a very exciting day for royal fans as the fab four had their first outing together with the royal foundation forum you were there victoria i was there set the scene for us yeah so i mean it was a big occasion it was the first time that the four of them have carried out an engagement together we obviously saw them together at sandringham over christmas but we haven't seen them do anything official together and crucially we haven't heard them speak together so this was an opportunity to hear them talk at length about the work that they do with the Royal Foundation. And we don't often get to hear the members of the Royal Family speak at length about anything. A lot of the quotes that we get from them are snatched quotes from conversations that they've had with people, or occasionally we'll get speeches. But when it comes to kind of more off the cuff, more natural talking, it's a bit of a treat to get so many quotes. Um, and it was, you know, the, the setting was randomly the Aviva headquarters in central London in Liverpool Street. Uh, chosen, I think, uh, just because it provided a really good kind of conference space. And it was quite a conferency type setting. We were in an auditorium and there was a stage and there was a picture of Kensington Palace in the background. And then there was simply some chairs laid out for the royals and they were being interviewed by uh, BBC One newsreader, um, Tina, her surname escapes me, um, but she came up and did an introduction about the Royal Foundation, the work of the Foundation. It was obviously set up by William and Harry and it's basically the kind of umbrella for all of their charitable work. So all of the big charity campaigns that the royals do Things like their mental health campaign, Heads Together, William's um, wildlife campaign. Um, they're currently doing a new cyberbullying task force. These all come under the umbrella of the Royal Foundation. So it's a hugely important charitable vehicle for them. And Meghan is going to become the fourth patron when she marries Harry. So three will become four. And it was the chance to see them uh, talk about that. And, you know... It was really interesting because obviously Megan is the newcomer. She was the kind of 
you know, the person who you might have expected to be a little bit less sure, but she came across certainly to me as the most confident of the lot of them, really. She's clearly very comfortable with public speaking, very natural, uh, very articulate and very passionate as well. And, you know, she certainly didn't need any handholding when it came to being interviewed on stage in front of everyone about what she wants to do. So in fact, we've got a comment piece in the paper today from Ingrid Seward from one of the Royal magazines suggesting that maybe Meghan was much more outspoken yesterday than she might be able to be in future as a royal because she was a bit more political and we talked in last week's episode about whether Kate should have worn the dress at the BAFTAs for Time's Up You see, I completely take a different view to that comment piece um, because I I don't understand. Of course, the royal family can't be political. Um, They can't be seen to be influencing politicians, trying to change policy, trying to use their position to change the law, basically, you know, it's it's a completely unfair situation, Um, or be seen to be sort of taking a side with any one political party. Um, But they speak out often on social issues. They can talk about issues of injustice, they can talk about um, generally about issues facing the country, which they do many, many times, and they have done many times. and for me, you know, Times Up and Me Too just fall into that category. It's, you know, it's a bit of a no-brainer, really. Who doesn't support anti-sexual, um, anti-sexual harassment campaigns? It's, mm. you know, what? how could you not think they were a good thing? Um, and it's a complete cro- cross-party issue, and it's a social issue, and it's a campaign, and it's a, a justice issue. So I wouldn't see those campaigns at mm. all as controversial. And so I don't, I don't see Megan's comments as controversially outspoken at all um, but she is being more outspoken than Kate I think she's I think she's more confident at voicing her personal views on things I suppose and there's a potential that in the future that could um, cause problems if she did pick to speak about something politically controversial but I think yeah what, what you sort of mean by that I suppose is that Kate didn't wear no. a, black, a black dress and I suppose my view on that would be I, I think really that 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 was the thing that um, was strange to me. Also, that was the thing that was strange. The fact that she did yeah. she has yeah. she's, she was in the film industries. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Megan probably feels that she is more qualified to talk about it, and it is a yeah. campaign that did start in Hollywood and yeah. that kind of gained gravitas and is now supported globally. But she obviously yeah. was in the film industry and well, does know what she's talking about and have you know have experience. Well, to give a bit of context, yeah. So to give a bit of context to how she came to make the, those comments. So she was asked, you know, what it, you've you've done a lot of charity work already uh, what issues do you want to continue working on and she spoke about how she has done a lot of work with female empowerment and um uh, she was a ambassador for you and women and then she went on to say you know with campaigns like me too and times up at the moment there's no better time to be talking about female empowerment. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's clearly she does support those campaigns or she wouldn't have name-checked them in that way, but she didn't sort of outright say, I am backing, you know. In, um, and But she used she them to used kind them of... To de- to, as an example of positive yeah. campaigns. And she was talking about, I think, what I feel as well, that there is a bit of momentum behind gender equality at the moment as an issue. Definitely. And if she's going to be coming in as somebody who is championing that as an issue within the royal household, then um, that is a good a good time to be doing it. So she was kind of highlighting the momentum that exists. And I think she will focus on women and girls a lot when she 
um, when she does start to do her work as a royal. So potentially her getting involved with the Royal Foundation will expand its breadth of interest? Maybe. Um, I, I think the work, what they try and do is they pick issues and then they all come at them from a different angle. So you've got the mental health and Harry was focusing on the military side, William was focusing on the male suicide issue, and then Kate was focusing on children and early intervention. And perhaps had Meghan been there at the time, she may have focused on women and girls' mental health, who knows? Um, And so I think she she won't be sort of coming in with a whole different agenda. I think it will be about her fitting in with what they're doing and finding a way to have her slightly different take on it. Yeah, she'll bring a different set of experiences and a different area of expertise. Yeah, and I I, I do think what was interesting about the way that she spoke yesterday um, was that she was very... She clearly thinks a lot about this and feels very strongly about it. And you could see by the way she said, people talk about women finding their voice and I fundamentally disagree with that. Women already have a voice. Yes. She has she has a view on this and she's thought about it at length. And she can tell that she's obviously spoken about it at length behind closed doors as well. And and she she's she she wants to make a change there and she wants to she really, really kind of understands those issues. Um, and she's she feels very strongly and you can really feel that in the way that she speaks. Um, and I, I think Harry's quite similar, actually. I think he's very, very um, impassioned when he talks about the military and you can feel his passion. And, and you really do get that from both of them. So how did that come over, all four of them together? Were they very much answering questions from the floor or were they interacting with each other? Did you get a sense of that relationship, that friendship between the two couples? A little bit. Probably not as much as we would have liked in the sense that they weren't talking to each other. They were talking to um, Tina. She was asking questions and she, you know, as any good interviewer would, ad- addressed her question at one person each time. So they kind of took it in turns to have their little say. And there was one moment where there was a bit more interaction where she asked if do they have disagreements what's it like working together as a family and they kind of joked and William and Harry both said oh yes and you could clearly see obviously William and Harry have this ongoing banter and I think there was a there were a lot of laughs from Megan and Kate and they clearly seem very relaxed with each other it's it would be exaggerating if I said you know there was loads of really really cozy interaction on stage I mean there wasn't really but it the setting didn't really demand it or wasn't really the right place for them to be showing off their friendship they're clearly comfortable and supportive with of each other um but you know I, I don't think that Kate and Megan have spent scores and scores of time together you know Megan has only been with Harry for a couple of years less than that and she has only lived in London since November and so I think her and Kate are still very much you know getting to know each other and that that I think that's the sense I get anyway they're quite different life stages as well yes, Kate exactly. about to be mum yeah. for the third time which must be fair yeah I mean I thought you know Kate must have been you know she's she's coming up to eight months pregnant and she's still working and she's you know she's got two children at home already and that last month of pregnancy is a t- it's a tough month and you know I think she's she has got quite a lot going on at the moment really um how did she deal with the with the panel situation? Because she's not always been a hugely confident public speaker. You spoke in one of our recent episodes about how much she had come on as a 
a speaker and how much better uh, yeah. prepared speech was that she'd given than maybe previous ones had been. She's definitely come on a lot in the last seven years um, since she joined the royal family. Uh, she didn't do any public speaking for quite a while and then when she started to, it was she was very nervous clearly about it. Um, and now we see her regularly making speeches, um, sometimes off the cuff comments um, on stage at events. She made a speech, a couple of speeches already this week. She spoke at a nursing event on Tuesday and then she spoke yesterday as well at the forum. She did um, make a speech and she's much more confident than she mm. was. Um, and she, in the q and I think she was... Um, it's not her comfort zone. Let's be honest. It's not her comfort zone. Um, but she did, she did do a good job of getting across what she's done, what she's interested in. And she did make it a little bit personal at times. She spoke about reflecting on her own mothering because of learning about mental health in families and children and what parents can do. So I think she... I think when you can, you know, compared to where she was, it's such a huge, huge leap. Um, and I think, you know, she's just getting better and better, really, at, at the, the sort of public speaking element of her job. I think yesterday must have been tough because, as you say, it's not her, it's not her strength. It may be not her favourite thing. And then she's sitting next to Megan, who is an actress, who is so natural, so good at presenting herself, knows exactly from the way she looks to the way she speaks how to how to look incredible in front of a camera mm -hmm. so I think that that must have been tougher yesterday yeah and it's interesting because like I think we all kind of want to sort of temper ourselves when it comes to well I do anyway comparing the two of them but you know at the same time people compare William and Harry all the time yeah. and it is the natural thing to do to it it's unavoidable to, it's unavoidable yeah to a certain extent um and yes I mean Megan is somebody who is just so used to this and clearly enjoys it as well and yep. she you know she's very happy to be there and have her say whereas I think probably Kate would rather demonstrate her enthusiasm in other ways by attending things by sort of showing her um dutiful uh, being being you know showing her duty um and carrying out events but not necessarily involving a lot of public speaking yeah exactly so yeah I think um but I think what what sort of as you say, they're in such different life stages. We've known Kate for such a long time now. People really feel like they've got to know her and they've seen her so many times. Um, you know, Megan is kind of new and exciting to us all. Um, so I, I think the fact that they're not coming onto the scene at the same time, I think, is 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 does mean the comparisons are perhaps um, just yeah just not as justified maybe i don't yeah. know it's, yeah they both looked great though yesterday well, they thought... looked like they'd coordinated their outfits a bit i definitely <laughs> think there was some planning that went into that i mean lots of people obviously drew comparisons of the color um i think megan's outfit yesterday underlined all the points that we've been making she's very very confident she has her own style she's not taking on a role here she is very much dressing as she always used to dress she has incredible taste um, the dress, Jason Wu, obviously designer, we could talk about a bit more in a minute. But I think she's going to be a thoroughly modern royal and she's going to do things her way. 
it was really stylish. It was, I mean, it was a dress that she could have worn in the evening, really, almost. It's funny, one. isn't it? Because when we see her step out in something, obviously, instantly, I want to find out where it's from. And I found it on Netta Porter. It had absolutely no appeal on the website. It's not something you instantly would have gone to and thought, my God, I'm going to look amazing in this dress. If, if I ever had that money to spend, it probably isn't the one I would have gone for. But actually, an amazing choice. And I think it shows that she just knows what's going to look good on her. Understated. She doesn't feel like she needs to be a show pony and wear something really flamboyant. She just is very relaxed and confident with her own style. And she, it was actually a dress, which was yeah, it was a dress, <laughs> unusual for her <laughs> so But it was quite a um, a trench dress. Yeah, yeah, it was quite. Um, um, is a masculine dress the right word? I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't sort of frilly and it just didn't have soft lines. It was quite a kind of a businessy sort of yeah. Um, power dress yeah in a way although and also maybe with a casual element to it perhaps um, also very fashion forward if I can use that I hate that term but it, it kind of fits um there's been a lot of talk about because of the Burberry show the trench is a huge trend at the moment so that actually is a very very fashionable look although it's very understated so she's kind of showing that she has got her eye on fashion she knows it's a nod to trends but at the same time it's it's kind of that belted style that she likes it's something that she would naturally go for gravitate yeah, I to I thought it was I thought she looked great I thought it was a good both of them I thought you know it's a yeah. good kind of choice for the type of event that it was it was Canadian designer wasn't it so it was yes, the Canadian he's, 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 Canadian yeah. nationality but has lived in America obviously we know about Jason Wu because of Michelle Obama he first we came came into our attention because Michelle um, approached him to design a dress for her for the inauguration and the white dress that she wore and actually that catapulted him you know kind of into onto the world stage I don't think people had really heard of him before that so it is interesting that again she's giving a nod to the country that she called her home for a long time Canadian designer and again she 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 makes she's making some clever choices she is using her fashion in a similar way that Kate does to to kind of ingratiate her weight herself with people and to kind of convey a message i think it's all it's subtle and it's clever because michelle obama picked jason Wu for quite a lot of significant moments she, in her they built up a really good relationship he really knew what suited her again that when she i think when michelle looked her best it was when she did choose quite understated designs so that white dress that she wore was stunning because it really suited her it was the fabric that made it special but actually the shape was very simple and i think that's probably why megan gravitates towards him because that is very much her style she doesn't like to wear tricky flouncy things does she it's all very it's always a quite a simple silhouette so does Jason Wu do wedding dresses? Well, this is really interesting, isn't it? He does do amazing frocks. And as we know, he designed that fabulous white dress for Michelle. So, yeah. Is he now a strong contender? Do we need to revisit that? Oh, we'll find we out more. Definitely a contender, yeah. 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 But it's, it is interesting. Um, you know, Megan's obviously doing lots of useful and important things and cares a lot about stuff. But she's also got a different style. She's introducing us to different names, a different way of dressing a different way of presenting herself and you know there must be designers out there who are absolutely desperate oh, for her to imagine? wear things yes. yeah every time she steps out imagine we're thinking let it be me let it be me yeah it is interesting because she has you know obviously the, the eyes of the world are upon her and having that endorsement for any brand is going to be a dream come true because seraphine which was the brand that kate wore mm. yesterday I've not got children, so I don't know whether it was a you know a mainstream, well-known maternity no, brand before really she wasn't. started wearing it. It was an established brand, but they were small, and it certainly wasn't a, a household name and something that everybody would have heard of. Yeah, and same with all Achille, really. The dress that she wore, you know, in the evening for her, for a, a different um, function, then she. 
that was a relatively unknown brand until Kate elevated them. So yeah, um, I think it's interesting. Seraphine has been something that she's worn a lot this pregnancy, um, more than I think in any of her other pregnancies. She's always worn the brand, but this one seems to have been, you know, pretty much every dress, every event mm. she goes to, or certainly every other event, is a Seraphine dress. Uh, she obviously really just feels comfortable in them and likes the cut. And I think when you're pregnant, you that's so important is to feel comfortable. And it's interesting because she could obviously have anything she wanted and have custom-made things, but she just seems to be very happy in in those dresses. And by the, your third pregnancy, I imagine it's only about comfort. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, the event that she was at last night was the National Portrait Gallery, where she has curated an exhibition, yeah. I believe. She's been patron of the National Portrait Gallery um, since 2012, I think. And she, um, she obviously, she studied art history, um, history of art at St Andrews, which is where she and William met, and what he was studying originally, actually, until he switched to geography. Um, and this is something that she's always... She had an interest in art. She's got a she's a keen amateur photographer, which we know from the fact that she takes pictures of George and Charlotte sometimes and puts them out there instead of getting a professional photographer. And she has been asked to and agreed to create this exhibition um, of a Victorian showcasing Victorian photographs. And it's called the exhibition is called the Patron's Trail, presumably because she's the patron and it's, she's left a trail of <laughs> photographs for people to go and look at. And she's written captions to go with them. So she was there for the launch of that last night. A lot of the pictures are focusing on childhood, which is something that she's interested in photography, particularly how the Victorians photograph children. Um, and I think last night she was talking about how amazing it was that the Victorian children sat still for so long, which we actually <laughs> don't do anymore, which is probably good. I think that's a healthy thing. We let them run around now. But yeah, a very yeah. different way of parenting. So she's yeah, so so she's 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 obviously um that's a patronage that she it was a big patronage and something that she was interested in and wanted to do. And she's obviously um, you know, continuing her involvement. She's taking on more patronages now she actually took on two extra ones this week she was announced earlier this week as patron of the um royal college of obstetricians and gynecologists and also um of a nursing campaign that's currently going on so she's building up a profile but she's still as all royals do they need to keep revisiting their existing patronages it's not like you just forget about them once you get new ones so more and more continued events linked to those patronages and it was nice at the forum yesterday was it william sort of said oh this was all kate's idea yeah he did didn't he that That was really lovely that he actually said they they were kind of giving kate credit for um coming up with the concept of tying together a lot of the events that a lot of the work that they do and looking for that kind of common ground for a big common campaign which was the heads together campaign um and yeah i think again that's the thing she kate was so modest when he said that like she she wouldn't take the credit even though he was clearly saying i think he said it a couple of times this was her idea um i think perhaps just that maybe behind the scenes she's maybe a bit more outspoken than she perhaps comes across in those cute question and answer in that question and answer environment it was good husbanding from William. Yeah. Though, so like, pick up, pick <laughs> up the wife. It's very, yeah, well done. very sweet. Um, so what what are they doing next for the Royal Foundation? Have they got plans or well, events got, coming up? They've just got this big cyberbullying um, thing that they're very interested in. They only launched it a few weeks ago and they want to champion that. Um, 
and then they're going to continue with things like the wildlife William said he was very keen to continue with the wildlife and he did say you know these big campaigns like heads together they take a lot of time to organize and you have to pick your moment you can't just be chucking them out all the time because actually they lose their impact if you do that so I think they will do another big campaign but I don't think it will be soon I think they want to kind of look at the ones they've got at the moment and it's interesting as well that they've announced um harry and megan's next event is going to be international women's day yeah continuing the the yeah. theme i guess really. and, and also yes uh, the fact that it's on that day is definitely something they're going to be focusing on but also they're going to birmingham now so we can see this kind of continued moving around the uk they've been to scotland they've been to wales they've been um uh, where were they? Were they um, Brixton, Nottingham? Brixton, Nottingham. Yeah. So now you know we're getting another city, and this is introducing Megan to more places. Exciting! It'll be interesting to see how they get on there. I'm sure we'll be talking about that next time. Um, one thing that came out in the last week that was um, more worrying, and obviously the, the wedding will be a huge event with lots of people around, and there's always been kind of a security question, but that's been maybe exaggerated again in the last week after there was an envelope with white powder in that was sent to um, Kensington Palace to Harry and Meghan and it's being treated as um, a racist Yeah, I mean it was just a threat wasn't it so it wasn't actually anthrax which I think was the fear that it was Um, but it did create a scare Um, and yeah there's apparently there was a racist message attached to it which is obviously very upsetting Um, and I think you know, this is something the royal family continually face. Um, the, the security is a huge issue. They're obviously massive terror targets, um, and they're also huge targets for fixated persons. Um, and their security needs to be continually adapted to reflect that. Um, is it unusual that we would find out that this envelope? Has yeah, arrived? I think it's one of those things where we can't really say whether the fact that it this sort of hoax threat is unusual because there may have been many instances in the past which we just haven't found out about so it's tricky to know if this is if this this if there's more of a concern because we don't know exactly what the concerns have been all along and you know in the last 10 years or whatever so security is is a very difficult area because there's just no information and that's exactly how they want it that's exactly how the royal household in scotland yard want it they won't answer any questions about security we never find out anything in terms of cost in terms of um you know anything at all so it's very difficult to know exactly when things are increased or when they're decreased or you know it's it's just it's unfortunately it's a very tricky area does it feel different now compared to when you started on the royal beat because obviously the the terror threat is more now oh it's tricky yeah maybe a little bit maybe but then what i would say is every event is done on a case-by-case basis so it depends on the event um you what you do get instances now where events are embargoed because of security risks and they're going to be held in public places and they don't want people to know that that's where the rules are going to be in advance you get certain locations where there'll be a lot more searches that go on beforehand, bag searches, sniffer dogs and that kind of thing. And also when you're on tours with them, different countries have different levels of security. Absolutely insane levels of security in um Germany, was it? Yeah, or Poland, you yeah, said yeah. It was quite... exactly, yeah, in Germany and Poland. And then um you know, in other countries, they would be a lot more relaxed. Sweden was quite relaxed, for example. So, yeah. And it must be difficult because the royal family, they want to be 
accessible. They don't want to be ruled off. And it's that balance of tricky balance to negotiate, really. Megan's blog from back in the day, one that she wrote anonymously, um, has surfaced as well over the last week. Yeah, well, we think, you know, it's not been confirmed by Kensington Palace that she was the author of this blog. But there was a blog called The Working Actress that was written several years ago by a jobbing actress in the industry. And a lot of the um, milestones sort of match up a little bit with Megan's career. The blog was... um, closed after the actress secured a big role and then sort of was no longer relevant because she was a big success and the blog was kind of about more the difficult elements of the industry um, and sort of someone struggling to make it and then when she made it it was a bit a bit kind of difficult Um, but um, the blog was had quite a decent following and had received a bit of critical acclaim for being very honest being very funny well written and Megan's a good writer we saw that from when she did her previous blog I mean sorry her subsequent blog the tick her lifestyle blog so you know i think it probably was her and it's 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 pretty good you should you should try and read it a lot of it's been taken down now which is another reason why people are convinced that it definitely was her um but you can still find elements of it sort of dotted around on the internet um and you know it's just another kind of aspect of her really that i think it's a good thing i think you know, she's the gift that yeah. keeps on giving. Yeah. My favourite thing this week, though, is Mel B going a little bit off on one. So Mel B from the Spice Girls, that was a 90s girl band. So and hanging around exciting. So she, she reckons she's had a an invitation for the wedding and it was very proper and that the Spice Girls are going to get together and perform at the wedding. Um, it's kind if of it's since... true, it's just the best story ever and it would be absolutely unbelievable. I mean, who knows? Maybe Meghan was a huge Spice Girl fan and this is her dream come true. There's an amazing picture of Prince Harry meeting them course, back in the day yes. when he was little with, maybe with Prince maybe Charles. Maybe this is nothing to do with but... Meghan. Maybe this is Harry's dream come true. Mel B, oh, Spice Girls. It's kind of weird, isn't it? I don't really know what to make of it. I think it could be, if it's happening... It shows, I think, a sense of fun and a sense of like. I think it's great. This is a bit kind of quirky. You know, it's a bit far removed from what we might imagine might go on at a royal occasion. Reinforcing the girl power message. Yeah, it's all on 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 point. They've kind of guided away and suggested that maybe she might be being a bit optimistic or might have uh, not been quite right. But then, I'm being honest with you, she's probably not my most reliable source as a Spice Girl. I might have believed it more if it had come from someone. Yeah, I think I think let's see. Um, I find it. I I always I'm always find when it comes to royals, it's it's unusual for people to to lie about their involvement with the royal family because they're just going to look bad aren't they and the royal no one wants to be in the royal family's bad books and presumably the royal family don't like it when people lie about what they <laughs> yeah. what they're doing with them so so i i would i would be surprised if she was lying maybe somehow she's got the wrong end of the stick if it's not happening well, maybe but... it's happening and she just was being very yeah. indiscreet and is now just getting a big yeah. slap on the wrist yeah, she shouldn't yeah. have told anybody well, this is the thing yeah. i i do it would surprise me if if she had just come up with it from nowhere it's it's it would, it would it's a bizarre it would be thing unusual. to say. It would definitely be unusual. Like, you know, certainly celebrities they don't like to get on the wrong side of the royals, and they don't like to be seen to be talking about the royals in a way they shouldn't. So I hope know. it's true. I yeah. really really hope it's true. Hope it's true. <laughs> to become one for the first wedding dance. Oh God! Right. Well, we will be back with lots more next time. Maybe look at the guest list in a bit more detail, and look ahead to the wedding, and also International Women's Day and the event in. Birmingham so do rate us on iTunes subscribe and we look forward to seeing you next time Pod save the queen 